DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Peanut, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Man, I've been great. Uh, it's been a long ride. Yeah. Uh, I would say what we've known each other now for, what, 10 years? I don't know. It's uh, long, a, good, a good while. Let's see. I, I started the food truck in 15 when yeah. I bought the food truck, and I knew you uh, just before that. Yeah. Uh, you were doing all that stuff with the... Uh, UFC fights and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. That's when you were getting into that. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of met through some other people through, actually, I think it was uh, maybe your uh, your charity thing you were doing with the uh, Mardi Gras and stuff. Yeah, Mardi Gras, yeah. Yeah. yeah we and, first, and you're still doing that, yep. still rocking there. Yeah, hell so, yeah. So, man, so we've, we've, uh, we've kind of had a little history. Hell yeah. Um, a little, uh, a couple late nights. Yep. Quite a few of those. Quite a few of those. <laughs> uh, but, man, I, I think... Uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I know you had Bo, uh, my yeah. business partner. Uh, you had him on six, seven weeks ago, um, and he might have gave you a, a bunch of cliff notes on kind of how our business got yeah. started, which is a cool story, dude. Yeah. Well, like it's a cool so, story. Well, first off, like I told him, and I'll tell you too, because I hadn't told you personally. I appreciate the opportunity of being here, like down here in y'all's. Area, you know what I mean, and having this space right here, yeah, with, right in this right above you know, our restaurant, yeah, right. Everything you guys are doing down here, and just to be, uh, you know, a small drop in a pond of that is, yeah, it feels great. You know what I mean? And, and we have, um, I know there's a lot of people that watch your your show from all around, and they may not be familiar with Shreveport, Bossier, right. and we're a small town that is, uh, we're a, we're a big small town. Yeah, you're right. Is that, is that right? So everyone knows everyone, but there's, uh, you know, like. I mean, Five hundred thousand people in this area. So. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, it's real kind of community clickish oriented. So yeah. like you know you got your um, you got your golfers and we got several golf courses and you got your your band people and you got your bar life and that's what I love about our spot is like we're right here on the main thoroughfare. So people that don't know where Shreveport Bossier is. It is in like north like North Louisiana, right on the Texas border. Yeah. Uh, Texas Arkansas border, Texas Arkansas Oklahoma. We're right here in the top corner, and so the people that that travel through here, uh, that are maybe just passing through, going to the beach, this and that, they they kind of see a different view of what Louisiana is. Everybody yeah. thinks Louisiana is down south, folks. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, oh, these are sw-. they see swamp people. <laughs> um, they see the Robertsons that are over there, uh, you know, shooting guns yep. and stuff. But um, our town's a little bit smaller, and so that's why we started our food truck here. Me and uh, me and Bo said, and this is a perfect town. Well, so, so to tell me, well. tell me about that because Bo, as Bo tells it, like he was doing oil and gas, and you were already doing the food truck. He was, and yeah. He came aboard. So, how did you get into doing the food truck? All right, well, so his. Um, his daddy got sick, uh, got uh, got diagnosed uh, with uh, lymphoma, I believe it was. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it was. Um, and he had come down, and so Bo had come in town from, uh, he was out in West Texas. Yeah. Um, came in town, and, you know, our, our kind of, we went to the bars, and afterwards, after his dad, you know, said, hey, man, I've got this cancer, and, it's, and it was his second time have cancer so it was like man that's a big deal when it comes back so um we all just kind of sat down and hashed it out you know oh man we're all because we're a big family big big family together so we're just going we're going we're going 
beat this little thing. So me and Bo go out a little bit later, and I tell him about the food truck because me and him, we used to work in the restaurants. We grew up in the restaurant business, and he was more of the front of the house, server, manager. I was always the back of the house, the grunt. Yeah. Working with the people in the back, man. Talking about the, the cooks, the people that uh, drink, smoke weed, <laughs> you know, do cocaine. Like, yeah. I, we were in the back of the house, yeah. you know. So I grew up in the, that that craft. Um, and, you know, that was, uh, it was kind of my life for 10 years was just grinding it out. I uh, went to culinary school, but culinary school only gives you the tools. Right. Um, then you got to go learn. Exactly. You got to learn from some chefs. You got to learn from the industry. And so I was in the industry and me and him went to, uh, believe it or not, I went to a Pearl Jam concert in, uh, Austin. Okay. Austin city limits. It was uh, like a three-day festival, and we didn't do nothing but ate on food trucks the whole time that we were down there. That was uh, 2014, I think is what it was. Um, and so after you know going to the concert and eating on food trucks, I was like, man, I can cook like that. Yeah. You know, just like, man, give me a chance. <laughs> the whole thing, you know, reversing back to his dad, we, uh, we sit down after the bar, you know, I said, I said, Bo, we got to get a food truck, man. Life's short. You hate driving oil field trucks, yeah. you know. Um, oil field is so volatile. You're either you're either busy as hell or you're slow as shit. Yep. So, like, I mean, you're like, oh, there was no in between. And uh, it was just a good time for him to get out of the oil field. So I bought the I bought the food truck. Um, he came in town. And I said, man, I got us a food truck. Pay seventy five hundred dollars for a nineteen fifty nine old school metal box coke trailer. <laughs> when I say metal box, you see, I mean, yeah, you see, you've been yeah. on it. You've, you've helped cook on yeah. it, man. Uh, so for 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 those of y'all who don't know what a coke trailer is, the old Coca Cola um, marketing tool that they had that they would take around to festivals, fairs, sell Coke products or, you know, open it up. Like it had like the big wings that open up on it and they would, you know, be slinging, you know, Coca-Cola products yeah. on it. The glass yeah. bottles back when they had the glass bottles. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And so there's no telling like the history of the trailer. There's no telling who's owned it before us. You know, the guy that had it right before us was selling corn dogs <laughs> at like um uh, like a farmer's market. Yeah. And he was selling them at like a, trades deal which is like canton uh yeah, okay, yeah. canton texas they have this huge uh i don't know like a flea market yeah so this dude was like flea marketing on the weekends and like setting up at like little uh little trade shows and stuff and he was ready to get rid of his business and i was ready to buy into a business we didn't have no money <laughs> we still ain't got no money i got a lot of debt yeah that's mm-hmm. how it goes but we um, my, we sat down after that little meeting after his dad, and I told him I was going to be looking for a food truck. He thought I was full of shit. Maybe six months go by. I said, dude, I bought a food truck. For real? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I got a food truck. Man, we're going to start doing this thing. And so for the first four months, uh, for the first three months, he was still driving trucks. Driving trucks all over Texas, uh, you know, delivering the oil, you know, picking up the oil, doing all the stuff. And I was just hustling, making $10 a day. Damn. 
<laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I would I would go set up outside of a buddy's car lot. Yeah. And make like seven sandwiches a day. What'd you do with all that waste? That's always my question. Well, like what what happened? At the time there? I ate it all. Yeah, that was your yeah, you yeah, I mean, for like, you like, like if, if you, I sell it not, I'll eat it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. if we did this interview, you know, six years ago, I was only about two fifty. Now yeah. I'm now I'm three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where the waste went. <laughs> That's where the waste went right there. Yeah, yeah. But uh I, I, I was making no money, zero dollars. Uh, was was in debt, just like any new business starts. You just, you know, you fortunately didn't have any heavy bank notes. All I had was personal, you know, mom, dad, um, Bo's daddy, every, everybody that chips in, you know. You're, so you, uh, I would call it your, your maybe eight to ten people that support. Yeah. Support group. Uh, had people working for me for free. Trading them out, cold beer, food. Yeah, you know that's all I could. That's all I could hey, afford. Whatever, yeah. I can't pay you ten dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, but uh, guess what? You want to come drink some beer and sling some po' boys? Yeah. Um, and which also speaking of po' boys, for people uh, around the country that don't know what po' boys, it's uh, it's basically your, um, it's your Jersey Mike's, um, it's your Subway sandwich, it's uh, but we have it down here in the South as a po' boy, which is French bread cut toasted. And that was kind of my my go to. So when when I needed a niche of what people weren't serving, um, you know, hamburgers, all these other yeah. food trucks were doing. Man, they were doing hamburgers, chicken strips, chicken wings, um, rice cups, this and that. They weren't doing no po boys, and so I was like, "Well, shit, I'm, I got that. I can do po boys. I can do gumbo. I can do red beans and rice." Yeah. And so I had me some staples. Started rolling around. Bo calls me one day and he said, I quit my job. I said, you quit your job. <laughs> Mind you, he's making. Good money. Six figures. Yeah, he's making good money. Six figures and I'm making $30 a day. Yeah. I was having fun. We was all having fun. You know? <laughs> but as far as like bottom line, putting money towards, you know, what you what you what you need to to live on. I was making like 30, 50, happy when I made $100. Yeah. But I was living on his uh, his dad's couch because that's what you do. You, you know, get ready. You live as small as you can when you're starting a new business. You know, you don't you don't have the big house. You don't have the fancy car. I had a 1995 Tahoe. Yeah. Two-door or four-door? Uh, Two-door, 330,000 miles on Hell the thing. Yeah. And I'm out there slinging it, man. We're, <laughs> we're catering. But his daddy would uh, uh, would have to, like, drive the truck because I couldn't pull a big old, you know, heavy 1959 yeah. iron box food trailer. So his dad, would, a lot of times, would have to pull the, with his uh, Ford truck, had to pull it out to the little spots. And... um and I would set up, and I'd be out there for a couple hours. I probably sold more, like, sodas, you know, Cokes and Sprites than I did actual food. I yeah. think people were just interested. They would just stop by and just go, like, what the hell is this dude doing on the side of the road? <laughs> and um, But I was learning the whole time, learning. And that's the, that's the best part was, uh, you know, when Bo did finally quit his job, I had learned enough in the, in the small amount of time that I had to train him right. how to cook on the food truck. Um, so now we are maybe, what, we're probably six months into the business. Now it's the two of us. 
And now we can work shift, shift works. So, man, he would go out in the morning. He was the morning guy because he was doing that with the uh, uh, oil field anyway. Yeah, he gets up early. And I was the night guy. Yeah. So he would go out, run the food, uh, run the food truck in the morning, selling breakfast. We'd go set up places like the VA hospital and sell breakfast. Uh, we, what was on the breakfast menu? Man, just like breakfast tacos. Like breakfast tacos, imagine, yeah. um, imagine any kind of uh, uh, the meats that we have for the po' boys. Yeah, turkey, using that ham, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, using yeah. that, but all you're doing is just scrambling some eggs, yeah. scrambling some eggs, maybe some potatoes, uh, a little hash browns, and that was like your breakfast menu. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we found out a lot of those people that worked at the hospitals, they wanted real food at 4.30 in the morning, too, because they've been working shift work. So they're getting off work at That's that time. That's their dinner, yeah. That's their dinner. So we're not just slinging tacos. We're doing po' boys and gumbo. So we're like, all right, we're on to something here. So we're kind of growing the business. And I would go from there. He would meet me at lunch, and we would both work like a little lunch shift and then uh, our town had just got some breweries, which I know breweries have been popular everywhere for probably 20, 30 years. Well, we're so far behind in Shreveport, Bossier that, yeah. you know, we're like, all right, well, we just started to get some breweries. And we would take our little food truck and go set up outside the brewery where everybody would get off work and they would come and, you know, drink their beers and eat a little bite there. It gave us uh, just enough money to get through each day, yeah. and then I would go set up at the at the bars at night. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, like the bars around here usually get busy around nine, nine to eleven, nine to midnight. Yeah, we have a very, very, very uh, unique layout with the nightlife here. With the nightlife, yeah. It's not. So, it's not a New Orleans. It's not an Austin. It's somewhere in or not a Dallas. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, and yeah. I would say uh, we. You have to you have to be here to know the vibe, right? And so we would set up at these little different areas, different bars, um, and then on the weekends you knew where your wild out places were. Yeah. That's your casinos, strip clubs, and we didn't hold back on none of them. Man. We would <laughs> we would set up in front of the deja vu, yeah, and the girls would come out in their you know. And their skimpy clothes, yeah. <laughs> getting getting a pole boy going back inside. Yeah. Man, we we hustled the heck out of him. But I mean, that was where it was. You just uh, we he went from making his good money to us making no money. You got to figure out where to go sell. Yeah. And you're not like uh, you can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to go there because yeah, no, I don't I don't got, approve of the no, business. No, we got to make money. Oh yeah, and everybody's got to eat. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, First Baptist Church would call me up. They'd be having a fireworks show. Hey, come set the food truck yeah. up. Man, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, I would have... Uh, and the strip, you know, you'd be at the church on Sunday. Uh, the strip, yeah, strip club on Friday. <laughs> no, no, literally Saturday night. We, would, we wouldn't leave until 6 a.m. Yeah. at the strip club <laughs> and be headed to the church um, to go park out because they would have like yeah. a, a little uh, amusement day yeah. or like a family day at the church. And so we roll up. Yeah. Man, same way. And so it just, it, it worked because we started doing shift work. And I think there's there's too many people uh, that try to like, oh man, I want to start a food truck. I want to start a food truck. Man, it's hard to do it by yourself. I wouldn't be where I was at here by any means if we couldn't, if we didn't start working that rotation. Yeah. Because what you have to do is get your name out there. In order to get your name out there, you've got to be everywhere. Man, we would go to festivals. I went to like a balloon festival in like Austin, Texas. 
and it got rained out. I'm talking about drove down there, had all my product, and I'm like, man, this is going to be great. Uh, we get there the first day. They're like, all right, the rain's coming in, so the balloons ain't going to go up. We're not going to have anything. We'll try it again tomorrow. Try it again tomorrow. Rain down. So I was like, oh, shit, I got all this product. What yeah. am I going to do? Come back. Um, we uh, fortunately had so a little. So you went all the way to Austin. Yeah. Stayed there for two days. Two days. Paid. Couldn't sell. Yep, couldn't sell. Nothing. And already paid in. in they didn't refund y'all? No. I mean, we paid $1,000 to get in. Holy shit. The, yeah. And so they, they basically they said, we'll credit that for next year or yeah, some shit. Yeah, exactly. But you still got all this product, uh-huh. probably five dollars $600 worth of product. Oh, and well, all the yeah, fuel. way more than that. Yeah. Oh, well, and all the fuel. Yep. You know, and, and now so they, they're just like, all right, well, yeah. sorry. And so fortunately, we found something that next week, uh, which was. Uh, I want to say it was like the watermelon festival. This is when I was like on the festival click. Like yeah. I was, hey man, dude, I, that's a good way to make money. Man, I was just that's rolling around. I was it, a lot of cash too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, and I would I would roll around. We would go from Arkansas. We did like the uh, we would do like a, a strawberry festival in uh, freaking Arkansas, all the way down to like the Texas crab festival in Galveston. We yeah. would like like from all around. Go down to New Orleans from time to time, do a do a festival, and the bad part about that is just me and him. And so festivals, man, you might be out there for twelve hours a day, and it's nonstop. Yeah, we've only done one state fair. We did Louisiana State Fair, um, and it was uh, we were one and done on that because that's like that's seven those uh, twelve days in a row. Yeah. And you have to like shuttle your product in. You, you can't like just like you can't br- drive your truck up, yeah. unload it. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to go. literally get someone to bring it to you. Yeah, and then, yeah. Then oh, coordinate so, with them. Yeah, and, coordinate it and, and every. Yeah, on, was, on top of just like working hard, you've got to like work harder on trying to like how do you figure logistics this thing. and shit. Yeah, and so there's a whole bunch of people that know how to do that, and more power to them. We we found our own little niche though. Yeah. We were like, man, we're going to uh, we're going to be community oriented. And so we started going to anything that was around this area, um, Easter egg hunts. Man, you, you, if your neighborhood was having a, a Saturday afternoon Easter egg hunt, we're there. Yeah. Uh, if you're having a, a Halloween uh, a costume contest, you want a food truck there, bam, we're there. And so we did that shit literally for a year and a half. And then we saved up our money enough to buy like a little small joint. And uh, when I say small joint, it was a donut shop. The place reeked of like donuts, like the whole, like we had to wash the, the like some old um, yeast. <laughs> yeah. 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 And grease fryers yeah. and all that. So it took us, uh, it, we, we graduated into our own little spot and that's when our business started to take off because when you're, when you're cooking on the food truck, that means we were washing dishes in the front yard you're yeah. taking, you're taking, uh, yeah, you're taking your 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 pots and stuff, and you're rinsing them out in the front yard, and then you're taking them in, trying to sanitize them, and putting them back on your truck, and you know, there's there's there was a lot of the crazy crazy shit that people don't understand. They look at me right now, and they look at us as you know a, a business, and they say, oh man, those guys are doing it; they're so successful, but. A lot of times they don't see that. Started um, in the, it was in the backyard or the front yard. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. Where, like, wherever. Yeah. And um, like doing anything mobile, so like especially with food, is so much. There's so much more to it because you don't have everything at your disposal. You don't. And you, like keeping stuff hot, keeping stuff cold. That's the biggest game in like anything offsite. Yeah. Is that you get a you get a run on one product and yeah. now, now you're out. Yeah. And now people are upset. Yeah. 
because they're in line. You know, you got might have a line of, you know, 200 people mm-hmm. waiting for you. And then they get all the way up there because they really want to try this macaroni and cheese, like my specialty. You know, I do this like loaded mac and cheese that yeah, has. We got to talk about that. Oh, man, it has some uh, andouille sausage with the, with the shrimp. Yeah. And it's got a little bit of pieces of gator. And it's got um, um, uh, crawfish tails and chicken. So, I mean, it's fully loaded. But the best thing about it is the base of the cheese is pepper jack. Yeah. It's not no cheddar. No, no, it's not. like that. It's, right. Yeah, it's pepper jack. Pepper, pepper jack cheese. cheese. And, um, uh, you know, actually, I'll get, I'll get, I'll give you a backstory. Yeah, I was, I was I about love, to ask you. Love backstory. We, we can go either way. I, All right. I'll, I'll keep track where we're at. We can okay. circle back to it. So, my, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the mac and cheese backstory. And this is, I actually did this uh, on Michael Simon's uh, national uh, program of he's for uh, Food Network. Yeah. It was uh, Michael Simon's Brews. Uh, bar- barbecue, brews, and Q, um, I think is the is the show. I want to say it's like episodes, uh, series six, episode six, something like that. You guys can look it up. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's got me on there acting an ass, <laughs> but um, I'm in the kitchen, you know, flying all this little stuff on. Um, but the the true story behind the actual mac and cheese, the loaded mac and cheese, it was because my kitchen staff love my kitchen staff. Um, they're, you know, working hard the whole time. This is where we just first opened up, like, truly a restaurant. And I was only serving crawfish mac and cheese before that because mm-hmm. that was my dish that I created. I created crawfish mac and cheese, and it was a hit. Everybody loved it. Well, my kitchen staff, you know, they were outside, you know, you know, blowing some smoke. Uh, they come back in, you know, high as hell, and they're like, I look over at their dish, you know, because I let them eat, you know, whatever they want. Yeah. They had, like, boudin in there. They had alligator sausage in there. They had shrimp. I mean, it's piled up, like, $40 worth of meat (laughs) on, like, one dish. And I was like, all right, that looks delicious. I was like, I bet it is delicious, but I can't make no money on that. I was like, so we we got together, me and the kitchen staff, and we said— we we started weighing some things out. All right, how can we make how can we make that dish? That was like the stoner dish of the kitchen yeah. staff. Uh, how can we make that into a dish that I can sell to the public, make make a profit? So it was kind of a learning process of them. It took us about two weeks to figure it out, but by weighing out the right amounts of product, being like crawfish tails, um, alligator sausage, chicken, by by weighing it all out the way it should be. Makes for a delicious dish, and it's probably it's it's the number one seller for sure in uh, in both of my restaurants. Okay. Like I mean, everybody loves it. Loaded mac and cheese. So if you guys get down here and try it out, uh, y'all know the little backstory. Um, probably only the it's definitely the first time I've ever told the story on any side of podcast. You yeah, know? I think there's a there's a click that a few few people that might know that i didn't actually create that dish yeah i gotta claim it you know i'm the chef i mean yeah but uh that works. yeah <laughs> you get all the credit that's yeah i get i get all the credit but it was uh it was the one sneaking out back you know you know firing up a little you know batter's box and yeah. coming back in and like building it up i was like oh man this looks great yeah, yeah. so yeah that was a little little backstory there so i know we, we were rolling somewhere else we was rolling on the new store yeah. I mean, the new right, store so you just opened is Old Donut Shop. Old Donut Shop. So yeah. the old, old Donut Shop, dude, it was just, it was it was run down. I'm talking about we we were, each morning we were having to, we had more rat traps in the place <laughs> than I did 
actual like boxes of bread. Like I couldn't keep boxes of bread because the freaking rats keep wanting to come in and buy, eat all the fucking bread. And so I'm like, man, it was, just imagine that. Like, I mean, you come in and this is the this is the place that you like dumped all your money into. Me and Bo saved all our money, and this is a place. This is what we're gonna do. It came with like a walk-in cooler that was like it was janky, but it worked. Um, and so for people that don't know what a walk-in cooler is, that's a uh, like a giant, like giant refrigerator that holds all your product. But you needed to hold the product because as soon as the the refrigerator goes up, you lose your product. Yeah. And we battled with that for like two, three months. You know, putting getting a guy out to put new sealers on all the stuff, and all that stuff costs money. Hell yeah! So next thing you know, we're just we're we're still we're ripping, but we're still setting up everywhere. So, so you're running that location, and you're and you're running and you run the site too. Yeah, the food truck. The food truck just stayed running, um, stayed running. Uh, we so basically that's your prep kitchen now at this yeah. point. So you finally yeah. have a prep kitchen. Yep, not having to wash the dishes out right. in the yard right. anymore. Right. Yeah. We're getting to wash them uh, actually in a like nice confined you know uh, spot. Um, but you know you got to chase the rats out every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which looking back on it, uh, that was. I was, uh, we'll, we'll say my, and I, 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 I hate rats. I mean, that's like my biggest fear, you know, like yeah. I even like the movie Rat Tattooey because, uh, <laughs> the little, the little rat that's like stirring up, ooh, yeah. man, it's like gross mouth. So like, you just imagine a big old boy like me coming in and there being like a, you know, a three inch rat running across. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the guy that jumps up on the cooler, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, we, we, we fought that, we fought that battle. We fought that battle. We, we, we graduated from that spot, like our little small hole in the wall donut store, um, to a bigger spot, bigger location. Um, bigger location obviously comes with more, uh, more bills, more, um, more staffing, um, and so it was attached to a um, uh, actually kind of a military type base, and so I was selling to the military, but I was also selling to the public at the same time. Yeah, um, gave us a great uh, look into how to open another spot. You know, we obviously the first place we were we were having to do so much offsite, like we were running the whole time. So right. we, we really couldn't like confine ourselves to figure out how to run a good business. The second location, too busy, yeah. yeah, too busy. Yeah. So the second location we figured out like, man, I can send somebody out on the food truck. They can go out and we can help them get set up and then we can come back and run this other business. So next thing you know, I'm making money in three different locations at the same time. That's what's huge. Like a food truck, man, it's so hard to just make money because you're making it in one location and it's and it's volatile. Like you said, yeah, you don't like know you, weather, you know, weather. You don't know man. who's who's going to come, yeah. who's not going to be there. And so, by the time we we you know doing all that, you have you've kind of got your your crew that you trust. You, your your crew that say, hey, we're going we're going to do this. We, we can make some money over here while I'm out making money somewhere else. So we're, we're kind of running three different restaurants at the same time, but we're running it with like six people, and we're still paying people in beer and food. Like yeah. we're like we're don't don't get me wrong. These we're, we're not we we're not able to actually pay anybody yet. Um. So by the time you run those three spots, and we got so busy, we kind of got some 
local attention, local attention from uh, from all of the vendors, local attention from all of the the people that we had been set up uh, at their locations, and that was a, a real specific spot. Um, the guy's name is Rick Avery. I set up in front of his uh, little supermarket. He's got like a, a shopping strip. Okay. And they had a fireworks stand out there and a, a, a snow cone stand. So I'm set up in between the fireworks stand and the snow cone stand, slinging pole boys. You know, still not making no money. But that guy, we we met him. And that graduated into our business that we run now. So it got it actually got me the lead into me having Bojack's the the actual restaurant. Yeah, like the the sit down, like forty six hundred square feet. You know, nice remodeled roof. Like we're not having to like chase rats out no more, and I'm not having to like sell to the military slash you know. Um, you know, public like this is just anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. This is this is your. Um, I know it was, it was our initial like startup. I would say all the other ones were little small startups, but this was the goat. This was this is the one that changed everything. Yeah. When I say changed everything, you know, it changed like everything. It was yeah. not. It was I mean, not just like now. Now we're making. We're 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 doing well. We're we're deep in the community. We have like these. Uh, we're we're still promoting ourselves on the food truck a little bit at the time, um, but like it was, it's the one that made it where we weren't we weren't having to run three places at one time. Right. Like all of a sudden, I was able to take the shop that had the old donut shop, and I was like, all right, well we're going we're going to cut the cost on having that one. And I'm going to cut the cost on having the other one. We're going to parlay those two into the one that we have and give it all of our energy. And it, it is what it is now. So we're uh, we're rocking and rolling for yeah. for people for people that aren't from here. You guys should come check us out because it yeah. is a it's an experience. Like well, a, it is a it's, it's hard to explain. Like you've centralized yourself in the old downtown Bozier City, <clears throat> where we're sitting right, sitting at right now, mm-hmm. and um, you guys have came down here and you've been open to everyone with open arms and said, "Okay, this is what we're doing. We want everyone to be a part of it." And you just constantly compounded on top of that, creating other opportunities. You know, entertain. Yeah. I mean, we started with multiple restaurants, multiple entertainment venues. We're, we're sitting right over Bayou Axe Throwing right now, which is yeah. an awesome entertainment venue. You guys partnered with them. You have. Frozen Piro right next door to here, and then you have the Hurricane Alley in the back, which is now is a huge entertainment venue. And this is something that this area has never had. We have like an outdoor venue that can hold concerts now. We've never had that. Yeah, Dallas has had it. Um, I mean, everywhere is huge for it. any big yeah. metro area has those Correct. you know those areas to where that's where you see all the big big acts come to. Mm-hmm. They show up. It's 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 uh, less cost for the patron. Yeah, and better return on the person throwing the event because it's like you think about it, you're not having to AC everyone. You're not, you know, you're not. We're not dealing with an arena. We have, you know, it's just it's all around better for everyone. Well, and based on we, weather, of course, but still, weather, it's awesome. Weather permitting, and when we opened like the stage, like we're talking about, it was a. It led us back to kind of our like going to see Pearl Jam. Yeah, festival like, days. Yeah, so we festival. started we started this whole business on. Fun, t- fun, good times, and so like 
we just we wanted to give people that option. Uh, like I go out to eat probably five nights a week, mm-hmm. um, and everywhere I go, it's just the same old, same old. You know, you go to, you know, you go to this restaurant, and it's just like you know, they may have a little one one piece band. You know, guy picking a guitar, that's kind of cool. Um, but you, other than that, you're just it's if you're at a sports bar, yeah, you're there to watch you know a couple TVs, or whatever. But we we tied it everything. We tied we tied the band. We tied the the TVs, we tied the atmosphere. We got the Bayou Axe where you can you can shoot pool, you can play air hockey, you can throw axes for a little while. Um, heck, there's even video poker in there. You can like yeah. gamble a little bit. So you have all of the cool things that we've kind of thought that when I go out to eat, I'm like, man, I would, this would be a, a cool spot if they had a pool table in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of them do. Because uh, it's just more, you make more money off of not having a pool table in the back. Um, So, you know, knowing that from the restaurant side, I think that's what we've done a real good job of bringing everything full circle. And so when you park your car, there's other shit to do. Right. Yeah. You're not coming here just to eat. You're coming here right. for an entire night of experience. Correct. Yeah. If you're if you're rolling up on a if uh, anywhere from a Monday night to a Sunday night, yeah, there's something to do. Something to do. I mean, that's why I bought that the huge TV in the back. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, what? I don't even know what the. It's it's giant. It's we'll massive. Put, yeah. It is. Um. It's wider it's a, than yeah. I don't it's know, a wall. Twenty foot wide, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I would get probably twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, twenty four by um, you know twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, but it's HD, and so we we got it ready last year for football season, and now this is the spot to go to watch. You know, you're outdoors, you're looking back at the game. Uh, so it's all those little things that I think a lot of let's say restaurant tours they maybe want to do, but yeah. they don't have like the they don't have the. Uh, area because mm-hmm. they're all ate up by parking yeah, so yeah. when you come down to our place like all the parking is like public parking because we're in a entertainment district and so people can just park anywhere um it's not like whenever you pull into a chain restaurants for instance they can only use so much of their space because they have to use they have to put the parking out there for the people to get in right i mean we might have 1200 people down here on a friday night and Half the times I don't even know where they park. Yeah, they're coming from everywhere. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they might Uber in or whatever yeah, it is, but it's like so a, it is uh, so fun, and yeah. people have that like it is what you exactly said, where then you can come down and there's more to do than just eat, and that's yeah. that's what well, you have like a pavilion style setup, like where you go watch music, and then you also have like a music festival vibe, and then you and no. then you have you have if you don't if you want casual dining, you have this. If you want more fine dining, you have this. Yeah, you know, if you just want to come down here and drink, you have that. So you have every single every single demographic of person that wants to come do something can do it here. Yes, you know and, I mean? and we're in the we're in the only open container district. Yeah, that too. That makes which, a big difference, which yeah. is huge for this area. One, yeah, which for, for people that don't know what open container means, it is um, you can. You can bar hop, basically. Legally bar hop. You can go from one spot to another um, as long as you're drinking one of the drinks from the spots that are down here. You can't just, like, walk in with, like, you know, with your own beer. Uh, You can't do that. But as long as you, like, if you go into, like, one of the restaurants and you say, hey, I want a daiquiri, 
They'll let you. They'll sell you a daiquiri, and then you can bar hop. You can go from that to another location, oh. or you know, walk walk out and watch, watch the music. Yeah, um, we got two. Well, we got one brewery now, uh, being Flying Heart, and then there's another brewery going in uh, Red River uh, that's coming in soon. So um, there's a Mexican food joint up the road. Yeah, um, uh, high end Italian food up the road. So like all in the same area. So it kind of has made it its own like cultural district. That is not. And it's happened overnight too. This has happened like yes, so for, quick for everybody that doesn't know. The this past three years, this is all yes, happened. Everything like that, you do not see that anywhere else. No. This is the only other place besides New Orleans you can do open container, right? Correct. Yeah. So this uh, is the only legally, other place yes. in, in the state of Louisiana where you can literally walk. If anybody has not been in this area but have been in New Orleans, it's the same experience. Yeah. It's just in a smaller area. Smaller area. And hold on. Shots on the thirty. Shots on the thirty. You're done passing up. Josh forgot oh. to tell us. All right, let me let me give you a, a backdrop on shots on the thirty two. Yeah, preface this for us. Yeah, so we uh, we obviously were affected by COVID just like everybody else. Like when COVID hit, it was it, it was detrimental to all restaurants, all you know anybody around the country. We all know we all know that that was just like we didn't know if you were going to be uh, it was going to be a game ender or if we were going to be affected by this. So. Um, we kind of had this little thing where me and my managers, um, we showed up to work seven days a week. We didn't, you know, we weren't paying ourselves anything. We showed up and we started feeding a lot of the uh, firemen. Yeah. Uh, we fed the we fed the first line workers that were anywhere from the paramedics to the um, uh, to the hospital employees. Um, and we just. We were feeding them, and we were doing package deals. So it was like they could get, um, they could get. Basically, we were feed, we were getting our food cost out of it. We backed our food cost out, so we weren't making anything, but we were able to just stay busy because I think that's like drove a lot of people nuts during the entire time. <clears throat> is they're sitting around the house and they're driving themselves stir crazy because they just need something to do. So we created this little thing um, where we would do a podcast. During COVID, and it was with our friend Ben Mintz, yep. which uh, you should get Ben on this on yep. this show. Like, cause he's 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 man, funny as hell. He works for like Barstool Sports now, yeah. And they're uh, they're doing a cool thing. So at the time, he had his little podcast, and he would come shoot it from our restaurant, and we would be spaced out like you're supposed to be. We'd have our you know six foot apart or whatever we're supposed to be, um, but at the same time, um, we were trying to make some fun, some some light out of the situation. And so we started doing this thing called Shots on the 30. So we might be on his podcast for like three hours. Like we yeah. just were just sitting around. <laughs> and next thing you know, every 30 minutes, somebody would come by and pour a shot. And like a lot of times it would be Fireball. Sometimes it would be like Don Julio. Sometimes it would just be like like Jameson. They might throw something crazy at mm-hmm. us. But just to see our reaction while we were like doing this little yeah. you know podcast thing. And, you know, so it kind of turned into this – uh, nine week long thing <laughs> that we had and it just it made our day pass and like it was we it gave it, it boosted our morale i mean i mean i don't know if it boosted anybody else actually i think it did because i heard some of the like the people that were working at 
the uh, hospitals and stuff, they would listen to our podcast while we were because it was a live, it was a live, yeah, live show. It wasn't like recorded; it was like straight live. And they would be listening to like you know they were doing like shots on the thirty. We even have people like sitting at their house doing like shots on the thirty with us. And so that's where the shots on the thirty came in. It was a it was a COVID expression that yeah. was just like more more of us to just. And middle of the day, you know, obviously there was rest, all the stuff was closed down. Um, but it gave us a sense of normalcy for us hanging out with our buddies, you know, hanging out with our buddies and we're still slinging some food. Uh, we were trying to put some people back to work during, during the COVID. Um, and it, uh, it, it made sense. So here you go. Let's do it. Shots on the 30. Yes, sir. Here you go. Don Julio down the drain, huh? Not too bad. I don't think I had one of those since the uh, since the COVID parties, but <laughs> it's good. I'm more of a I'm more of a Coors Light kind of guy. Yeah, kind of tequila fella. So we'll meet in the middle on that one. Yeah, <clears throat> it was well, good no, I, li- I like my I like my tequilas, but yeah. I like them I like them in uh, margaritas. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, dude, I love them. I love them. I love a good margarita, especially when it's made right, not with some bullshit. I think you gave fresh. me a you gave me a bottle for my birthday, <clears throat> maybe one, and it was um, man, it was a really special bottle. And I was going to save it for an occasion. <laughs> and I think we had a party at my house. May have been right around like the national championship game. And next thing you know, that bottle started getting passed around. I broke into that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think I may even had like one drink. But you, uh-huh. you had told me it was like a real special yeah. like blend. And you were like, you're going to really like this. Yeah. Um, you're like, you're like, because you know I'm not a heavy, you know, yeah. like big drinker like that. Uh, I'm more of a beer guy. But you're like, man, make you a make you a little margarita with this at the end of the night, and um, and so maybe you can get me another one of them bottles. I can't even yeah. remember the name of it, but uh, I know what it was. I'll get you some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, um, yeah, but, yeah, we uh, we we're into our. I would say um, we started the 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 big restaurant. In 18, uh, it was like July. Damn, we're actually probably like almost for like an anniversary party. Yeah. You should have an anniversary party coming up. Which you should do. That should, that'd be, that'd you be should fun. have an anniversary food truck reunion. I'm not going to have to. Uh, all right, reunion as in I can bring all the people back that yes. have helped me. We not, can we can do that, but I'm not I'm not cooking on the food no, truck no more. No, but just put put the food truck up there. Yeah, so we, we, we can sit out there and take we can sit out there and take pictures. Yeah, of it. You know, I'm not You're trying not to get walking back, back on it. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. It's you should too, just turn it to a bar. At this we, point, you know, man, what I'm we have thought about it. You know, just um, when you have events like that's your bar. That would be uh, that'd be special. Because, you know what I mean? Because then it's always there. You don't have to cook on it no more, but it serves its purpose, and you don't have to move it. You know. You got me an idea. I am just saying. Yeah. Even though I said I was done building after we're, we're putting in a wedding venue right now. Yeah. And it uh, should be ready in the next two or three months. Uh, so that's kind of the end to my block. So I'll have I'll have Bojacks. I'll have the axe though, and I'll have uh, where we're at upstairs. Um, I'll have frozen pierogi. Yeah. Um, I'll have the wedding venue. And then the chef's table at the end of the wedding venue. So I'm hoping that that's it. Like I'm I'm done building, man. Yeah. So no, I hear you. Even, lot, even though even though like building a re, remodeling food truck probably that won't be that big. It'll probably be that, that big. Won't be deal. But um, you just put a little put yeah. a little power in there and some yeah. refrigeration. You're good to go. Well, and, and used to it was uh, a lot of us doing the work. Yeah. 
Um, and I think this is the first time Bo, Bo's real hands-on, my business partner, he's real hands-on. This is the first time he actually was like, all right, man. I think we're I think we're ready just to pay somebody to yeah, just step back and let them do it. Yeah, let them let let the guys that actually do that for a living come in and you know remodel the thing. Yeah. And um, it's uh it's it's worked out. So I think we're yeah. I was I was kind of leading. We're we're starting eighteen and we've built something every single year. I know that's even what I'm all, like even all the way through COVID. No one does that. That's what I was saying. And like, no. well, to like s- completed projects. Yes, yeah, so I'm talking like you. You guys have been. You, your momentum has not stalled at all. And I will say this: we'll circle circle back to the COVID thing because we did a little bullshit podcast in the midst of all that. Um, mm. in there, it was horrible audio and just the shit set up during COVID. Um, and when I've had you guys on, but you could hardly hear anything. But like, I remember just that being the light of my week, like coming in. And trying to help you guys, you know, like we came in and got you gave me like an alligator, and we went yeah. and cooked that, and we went and gave that to the uh, fireman, and you know we did all these mm-hmm. things, and like, um, like that was the light of my week during that time because no one was doing shit, we couldn't hang out with nobody. My office, I was doing my business, but we were all doing it remote, so remote. I would come in here and hang out with you guys. We'd bullshit, have some drinks, cook yep. some food, do whatever, yeah, and um, deliver food to people. But like that, that kept the momentum. And I feel like you guys may have even like kept everyone's spirits up in your industry because yeah. like everyone in your guys' industry was shut down, especially the corporate business. They said we're not doing anything. Correct. You know what I mean? And then people were like, okay, we'll do some to go. You know, right. but a lot of people weren't structured for that, and they couldn't yeah, handle you, it. Yeah, you couldn't be. Yeah, and they couldn't pivot and make that work. You guys were able to, and you were able to keep your staff working. You stayed working, and you yeah. never shut down. And like that's something that was pivotal in that area in that time because so many restaurants did not survive that. Mm-hmm. So many um, from a, a corporate of, changes, change they're still to, struggling. To, to local. They're, they're still struggling today. Yeah, because they just weren't willing to to pivot to make it work, or they didn't have the staff, or whatever the reason may be. But you guys did it, so I felt like you set the motivation for that for other people to say, okay, hang in there, figure it out, give them some ideas, whatever. Yeah. But not only that, you guys talked to everybody every day. You guys went live, even if you weren't doing a podcast with Ben yeah. or the, my podcast, whatever. Right. You guys went live every day and was talking to people. It's just yeah. like they couldn't be at your restaurant no more because you had your, your patrons that were coming hang out with you every day, come drink with you, come bullshit, come eat. Yeah. They couldn't do that no more, but you guys still brought it to their home, which is awesome. And yeah. I think that that, that that speaks volume for what you guys – what what your mission is? Not just not yeah. we're not just a restaurant and bar. We're actually we're a community. Yeah, and I, I think there you hit that spot on. We had we had people that would come. They would order food uh, from their house, and you'd have to supposedly you you come, and it would be like you know curbside curbside. Yeah, curb, they call, they called it curbside at the time, and you know we're we're following all the rules that that you you know need to follow. But I had TVs outside. And I had, you know, unlimited cold drinks inside. So I was like, man, you guys come sit on the patio while you're waiting on your waiting on your food. Mm-hmm. Come sit on the patio. I'll come out there and drink a beer with you. Yeah. And next thing you know, we have people coming at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning coming just to get a bowl of gumbo and just to sit and talk. That's it, and so I'm I'm out there like, man, y'all want a beer? Like, no. And and then they passed this little law during COVID where you could restaurants could sell beer to the customers. And so they come over here. They call. They go, "Hey, I want a six pack of yeah." You, you come know. through to go, yeah, yeah. And so I'd, I'd sit down. And we'd we'd drink a beer outside, sitting on the ledge, watching TV. That's uh, when we got we got really heavy into uh, sports gambling on 
uh, horse races. Yeah. Because there wasn't anything else. There was no baseball. There was no basketball. There was no. Yeah, it was all like, shut Everything down. was shut down. But they still let the horses run. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're running on empty stadiums. There's nobody around. But, like, we would sit over there and just bet horses. And that uh, was uh, I, I was kind of a fun memory of what, what the whole thing. I mean, it was in the, in the worst times. Sometimes it was good times. Yeah. Because you had just some customers that. And they just needed that release. They were like, man, they're probably at the house with like their old lady, and they were just like, man, I need to get out for a second. <laughs> and they call, they call me up, and they're like, hey, dude, um, you make me a, you make me a couple vodka drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you want, you want to sit outside and like watch some horse racing? Yeah. And I'm like, damn right, dude, yeah, come yeah. on. Well, I mean, it just <laughs> it, it means a lot to people because uh, there was so many like. We we haven't talked about that. I haven't even talked about that lately because it's such a sore subject for so long. I'm tired tired of talking about it. But now it's almost looking back now, right? You know, it's like, it is. I mean, I you know, think it's been like two years now. So it's like right. now it's like, look, man, that was a time that was scary for everyone. Um, everyone was separated, and um, you guys were just part of bringing everyone back together. And like, I just remember, I remember looking forward to you guys going live every day. It's like mm-hmm. we're gonna talk and talk shit and hang out, people. They're in here <laughs> cooking for all these to go orders, yeah. and, but but. They're bringing the the environment to you because you can't come to them, and uh, that's something everyone missed. Man, they 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 missed the boat there, and that I think that was a really huge part in you guys continuing to grow and be successful. Is because you never took away the experience. I agree. You just you just made, pivoted and made it. You brought it to them for the time being that they couldn't come to you and get yep. it, you know and just said, hey, uh, you're going to uh, obviously have you're going to have hoops you have to go through and in every business and that was just another hoop yeah another hoop that we had to go through and I'll, I'll be honest it was it was the biggest hoop yeah it's hard to sit your staff down and tell them hey i don't i don't know when you're coming back to work yeah um and shoot it but everybody did it it wasn't you just us it was it was this as small as the you know the dentist office mm-hmm. that says hey i don't know when you come back to work um, the the people that do nails, you're like, hey, I don't know when you come back to work, and and we were the same the same way, and and everybody that that works in those kind of small environments, and we and we're a restaurant, but we're still a small environment. Um, you kind of like you know their family and all this, and you're like, I don't, I mean, I'm hoping that the government's going to give a little bit of money here and there, mm-hmm. but you don't know, yeah. Um, you don't know how many people are behind on their taxes or they have like tax liens out and like all of a sudden the government's like, Hey, I'm giving you six hundred and fifty dollars and then but you got a tax lien, guess what? You get zero. Yep. Because government's getting all their money. And you know, I'm sure I had several of those. And we we paid we probably we a handful of mortgages. We we paid we paid for some people. Yeah. Um during that time. Um, but I guarantee you, when we did, those people are still working for me. Exactly, and yeah. they're and they're they're working for me now, and they'll be working for me in twenty two years. Yeah. Like I mean, they're they know what we did for them, yeah. and that stretches a little deeper than just like, oh man, here's here's fifty bucks for some gas. I'm like, dude, we straight up paid for people's houses while, mm-hmm. like, when the economy didn't know what the hell was was going on, and. We did that without us knowing ourselves. Like, I didn't know if I was going to get the money. I'm, 
I'm not asking for any money back from anybody, but at the same time, you're trying to just, we're trying to create a a bigger family. And the way to do that is, you know, help a brother out. And man, there's car notes that I've paid. There's um, people that just, you know, get behind on something and say, man, I I can't afford this. Um, Inflation's gone crazy right now. Um, I just, uh, I think we're in a, we're in a bad spot as a, as a country, but we're not in the worst spot by any means. Yeah. No, like I, I watched this little thing. This was, this was funny. I watched it this morning. They said, man, you think it's, you think it's bad? You know, just look up history of like the world. Yeah. And they're like, no, this isn't bad. No. Like we're, you know, gas prices might be high. Milk might be high. Is, you know, eggs might be high, yeah. but it's not the worst. But if you, well, if you talk to anyone, like if you talk to, any, and there's very few that are still alive, but if you talk to anyone who experienced the Great Depression, mm-hmm. they'll tell you that <clears throat> everything they had was sacred because they realized that the, the the entire supply chain was cut off because of limitations. Yeah, right. Limitations in production. Right. Not the the country ran out of like money basically, and like like everyone was living off what they had. What they had. So you had to make one sheet of toilet paper last. Like, and what we've done as a society is we just we don't appreciate anything anymore because we are we're over we're over users. I mean, we're you know three quarters of the country is you know overweight, and and that being said, not in a not in a malicious way, but we overconsume everything. Yeah. We overconsume. Food, we overconsume materials. Like, in, and when that's stricken from you, you start to appreciate those things. And there's not many left that are still alive to give you the perspective on that. But like, we're not even knocking at that door yet, right no. now. When everyone's saying, "Oh, this and that," I'm like, "Man, you're you're not even like, you're not even <laughs> we're not even get close to that yet." Yeah. Now there's there is a uh, a lot worse. I, I I definitely say that as oh there there are there are people struggling. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Of course, don't don't take that as uh, hey, I, I'm not. You know, saying there's not right. Um, it's it's just like this. Uh, just like this round of the COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, we're into round like number four, yeah, five of the COVID. I'm one of the people that chose not to get vaccinated. I'll be honest with you right now, and it has not. Um, I mean, I've I've got two rounds of it, and you know, it was it it happened. Yeah, um, I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I didn't you know have any severe you know symptoms from it. Um, but at the same time, I respect everybody's opinion. Yeah, to yeah. to be that's able to that's... to be able to do what they want to do. Yeah, um, it's something that's not so much an issue or debate anymore. It's like you yeah. know, we realize now that okay, it's ran its course. We're, we're you know we're building up you know some type some of immunity to immunity it. to it, and uh, we're we're kind of rolling with the punches here. And not so many people were saying you should do this, you should do that, which right. is a good thing. Uh, everyone should, but that's be- that's us being America. But right. you know, you can obviously think of like just imagine a place like Costa Rica or some place where there's only um, you know, but ten thousand people that live there. Yeah, and like they might be scared of shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Still, you know, of you know what's what's going around. Right. Um, so I respect everybody's views, um, but I also think that you know we have you know made a good progress. Yeah. And when people come out and they, I mean, they come in a restaurant, man. They come in the restaurant. They still wear their mask. That is their thing. Like, like I am, I am not going to uh, look at you any different 
than the next person. Yeah. You're just like, man, that is, you know, that's your, your feeling. That's what you have. Um, I didn't, didn't intend to talk too, too much to you about COVID, but yeah, like, hey, it, you know, it it's, it's, well, no, it's something that brought us together, man. Like, and it is, a big it did, thing. It, like it really hell, did. We, we went and rented a house out one weekend and hung out and grilled and we did. Threw it down. Just, like, yeah, just for what we did four just days. For the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. Yeah. Just, just to get, just a, to get, get close to each other yeah. and love on each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's something that, yeah, we, we had that. That was uh that was a good time. We yeah. had we had such a such a good time. I think my chest hair actually got uh shaved um, um that weekend. You almost fought a peacock too. Yeah. Did. Oh, <laughs> and, and I think it took three people to get me out of some bushes. <laughs> I just I don't think we have uh, we don't have enough time for all that. No, but hey, no, but look, no, I mean it's just, no, it's it's something important to talk about because I feel like it's something that's very pivotal. Like I said, in your guys' progression and growth, I think it's mm-hmm. important to to talk about because you guys set some 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 huge like groundwork during that time. But but since then. We'll go into everything else that's going on. You guys, you know, like you said, you're, you're in the process of, since then, like, you guys have become really big into catering over the past few years. Since the food truck, you basically yeah. turned that into on-site catering service. Yeah. Replaced the food truck with Replaced that. Replaced the food truck with the and catering. now you have a venue where you can provide catering and a venue, an event space. Correct. And now you're expanding on that to where now you're going to have full-blown wedding venue, like, top-tier and still provide the catering service. So you're basically bringing the old school food truck back to a special event. Yep. Which is awesome. And I, I, I've always loved catering. That's kind of been like a passion. Um, the restaurant kind of runs itself now. Yeah. Um, what I like about catering is, and you do a lot of catering too. So you, you, you kind of know this each person's party whether it's a whether you're feeding 15 people or you're feeding 250 people, they're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're cooking the same thing at a restaurant. Like where where I've got I've got 24 items that I'm going to go in and cook every single day at a restaurant. Catering's like you might be doing you might be doing chicken quarters and barbecue for yeah. for one person. The next person may want um, a whole stuffed alligator. Yeah. With you know gumbo and jambalaya, uh, and so each each person's uh, like different, and each each group that I serve is different. So it keeps my I don't know my chef game on point. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, because like, like once you I, get, I I know you, I don't, yeah I, you backed out of that side, but now you're over here highlighting. Like I see this shit. I'm like, man, look at boy. He got that tomahawk steak going on yeah. and some redfish tacos and all yeah, kind of crazy yeah. shit. Like, no, and, and it was. It reboosts the creativity. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm back of the house through and through. I'm we're we're like cut from a different cloth. When, like earlier when I said like we're just we're a bunch of dope smokers that that, that yeah. like like sneak out on our like you give us a 15 minute break, we're going to somehow find out how to hit a joint, drink a 24 ounce beer, and smoke a cigarette all in the same 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and we're coming back to work. Well, that's a, and that's and we're huge, and we're ready to roll. Yeah, that's a like huge, we're we're cut from a different cloth. Yeah, dude. well, like, that's I'm, a huge. There's a huge um, community that we've never talked about. So let's talk about that community. Like yeah. the like the back of the house. You know the the people that that prepare all the food, the people that show up early, that are there so, late, they're there before the restaurant opens, they're there yeah. after the restaurant closes. Yep. They're dealing with all the bullshit, like the preparation. Like talking about working twelve hour shifts, 
most people's shift is like, oh man, we're we're going to work um, eight hours a day. We're going to take an hour for lunch. Yeah. No, that's just your your nine to fives. Your kitchen people, and once you're there, you never know who's going to show up on the next shift. You might you might be working a straight through twelve yep. hours. Uh, you may um, you, you're living on energy drinks and cigarettes. Like yeah. I mean, that is <laughs> that's it. Like I mean, and for for the most part, whenever they uh, oh, uh-oh. it's that time. It's that time. So keep going, so keep going. yeah. So so for the for the most part, you're you have all of your your back of the house hands that I'm not going to say are we're we're not the ones that were um um we're not we're not running for office right let's put it like that yeah we're not running for office but um you know we're we're trying to put food on our table yeah and trying to do a, a you know do the amount of work that you have to do to uh, you know make the boss man happy. And at the same time, we're we're eating dinner at midnight. Everybody else, when you when you work in the back of the house as a as a chef, as a as a kitchen guy, we don't we don't eat at six o'clock when everybody else eats. Right. We don't eat at noon when everybody else eats. We don't eat at breakfast when everybody else eats. We either have to eat a freaking energy bar on the way to work to work breakfast and then maybe at the very end of breakfast get a chance to suck down an energy drink because you're about to set the line up for lunch and so now you're working lunch while everybody else is eating sandwiches you might be hungry as hell man you're over there like making you know sandwiches on the flat top and you're, you're grilling all this you're grilling shrimp you're you know pulling fries out of the thing you're like man, like but you're just you just you get through it yeah. And then all of a sudden, like lunch shift ends, and like three o'clock rolls around. Oh, it's time to maybe take a break. But by then, you're so damn wore out. And me personally, when I when I was pulling my twelve hour, fourteen hour shifts, you're on your feet the whole time too. It's not like hey, I'm gonna go sit down a little bit. You're on your feet the whole time. Yep. And when you sit down, you feel like I'm. I can't get back up. So what do you do? You go out, get your twenty-four ounce beer, crack the top, pound it down. Hey, boss man, what you need me to do next? <laughs> and so, like, and I, and I understand, and, and and so I'm I'm cut from that same cloth, and I and I think that there's so many people out there. I mean, y'all look at your restaurants. How many how many restaurants are there in each town? I mean, I know we probably have we've got six hundred plus. I didn't know it was that many. I, I bet. So you've done your research. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's between restaurants and catering venues and everybody yeah. else. I mean, so we... Uh, cheers. Hey, cheers to the back of the house, guys. Cheers to them, man. Yeah, we're, drink, we're drinking yes, with sir. those guys right yes, here. Sir. Mm. But, yeah, I think the um, we're, we're a different breed, and it's never talked about. Like, everybody goes out to eat. They might send their food back. Um, maybe their 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 steaks their steaks overcooked and it, it happens it happens it from happens. time to time. But those guys have probably made two hundred steaks that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when if you if you do a, a yeah, maybe maybe a thousand steaks. Yeah, I'm just yeah I was putting and it lightly. If, yeah, and if yeah. you and if you say out of your your average, if you were if you did you know nine hundred percent was correct, 
like that's pretty good average. Yeah. And so sometimes we just have to like let it ride off our back because we have the person that's bringing the steak back and they're yelling, you know, the 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 front of the house person's yelling at you yeah. in the kitchen, man, y'all messed this up and, you know, they're going to mess my tip up and, yeah. you know, this, that, hey, as a, as a back of the house guy, and we're just like, all right, whatever, here, let me put you another steak on, yeah. you know, you just, you kind of take it, take it, take the punches. But, I mean, am I the first chef that you've had on? No, but you are like, so I've had multiple chefs on, but not in person. Okay. Right? So the, the few chefs that I've, I just had recently had the chef on, um, um, so Miss uh, Putty is her name, Chef Putty, and she's actually the chef for The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, yeah. She was on last week, <laughs> but she was on remote. Okay. Um, but we talk about a lot of this stuff, like customer service and stuff like that. And, you know, I've had another uh, wilderness, wilderness to table chef on before that, also remote. So you're definitely the first chef I've had in person to yeah. have these discussions with, which is in person dialects a lot different than, you know, Correct. remote dialect. I appreciate both of those. Yeah, no, and this and, is like one of those things where I'm not a chef, man. I like to barbecue. I have a little catering business. I do this yeah. shit on the weekend, but I can, I can, I can see every side of everything. Like, so, like, people don't think about it, but when you're catering, cooking for somebody, whatever, you are on your feet and you're moving the entire time Dark from time. the time you show up to the mm-hmm. time you leave. There's not a break. It's not a you, sit down when you when you step out of your car. Yes, you're when you when your two feet step on the ground. Yes. You, you're, you're not sitting down. Uh, yeah, the, I just did one last Saturday, which, hell, you had a catering job that day. But, mm-hmm. like, it was 126 degrees in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. We were there from, I was there at 5 a.m., and I left there at 7 p.m. Like, the whole yeah. time, if I sit down, it was just for, like, maybe 30 seconds, just because I felt like I was going to fall out. You know yeah. what I mean? But, like, it is it is work, and it's something that is underappreciated, man. People don't think about it. Yeah. They think When people think about cooking, they think about Oh, I got to go home and cook something at my house. Mm-hmm. They don't realize these people are preparing stuff for you, and they're doing it like labor intensive too. Like, yeah, and you're multiple not, people, over and, and over you're over. not just doing it at that initial time of day. No, so your prep work, like for instance, your prep your is last, the worst. Prep your, is the worst. Your last. So <laughs> if I'm just guessing. Your your last week, you probably took two days of prep going into Saturday. So you probably started on Thursday yep. and Friday. Yep. We're talking about. Probably knocked out a good nine hours a day yep. each day. So you're 18 hours of prep into going into Saturday, hoping that you're gonna make some money. Yeah, and then once you <laughs> once you finally get there, and now you're set up and yeah. you're you're running around. You know, it's uh, it is it's it's a tough job. Like I like looking back, hindsight, I don't know why I got into it. I mean, I think there's you you have like this. It's a it's almost like a special trait. Like you have to be able to get yelled at and let it slide off your back. Yeah, you have to be able to put in one hundred and fifty percent of energy and still be able to like just shut it off. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people can't shut it off at the end of the day. Um, and you know, there's a there's there's a dark side of that. Yeah. Um, especially like your your. Your big chefs, um, there's a there's a real dark side to that. That have they might have seven kitchens. You might have one in New Orleans. You might have one in Las Vegas, and you have all this, and you're flying back and forth. And you know, there's a there's a there's a bad side to it. Yeah. Um, 
and I never wanted to be like that. Well, what's, I wanted I wanted to I wanted mine. I I I love to do the catering yeah. and be like you know hey it keeps my creativity and doing this and same thing like you. But at the same time, man, if you're you're trying to prep for for five hundred people and you you start on Wednesday or Thursday and you're you you're wiped out by Saturday. Yeah. You're sleeping all day Sunday. It's just a lot, man. It's a lot, but like people don't talk about that because I guess it's not something. Well, you just gotta have you had to gotta have the right time to have the right conversation with someone. Yeah. And and they and they may they may come to your event and they're like, oh, um, you're charging twelve dollars for a rack of ribs or, yeah. or like a, a six bone rack of ribs, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I'm charging six dollars or you know twelve dollars. It, yeah. it took. This amount of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, and they might they might bitch and moan about the prices, yeah. and you're like, y'all don't understand. Man. <laughs> that no, took, that's a lot. That took a took a lot to go into that. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, they they look at the bottom line of, of how much they're paying. Yeah, and no, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it. So you have um, the good thing. Another thing that's important we haven't talked about is the crossover. So what we mentioned earlier. So Bo runs the front of the house. You run the back of the house. Mm-hmm. To have two people that can do that cohesively, get along, not only work together, but also run a business together is yeah. extremely rare. Like, um, you know, because you're able to, you can relate with the kitchen. Yeah. Where that front of the house person can't. Can't. You know what I mean? But that front of the house person can relate to the customer. Mm-hmm. So, like, having that cohesive bond is extremely important. And that's why most oh, restaurants fail, man. Honestly, I feel I would, like, like I think especially smaller ones, like that start up, that are local, right. they don't have the front of the house person and the back of the house person. Yep. They just have one person that tries to do everything. Right. Or the front of the house person tries to run the back of the house, yeah. and they're arguing their points to the back of the house. Right. And the back of the house doesn't understand. Right. Because they're worried yeah. about that, yeah. Like uh, they, they're they're trying to get the steaks out as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to make the sandwiches as quick as they can. We're trying to boil the shrimp. You know, we're going to boil the shrimp, and it's going mean, to. It takes it takes four minutes to boil shrimp. I can't get it to you any quicker. You can yell at me. You don't want to reheat his shrimp either. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So, like, I mean, there's there's certain you know things as the back of the house, and so when we when we first got everything going and up and up and rolling, that is that is so true that there's so many restaurants that maybe you are just a guy or a girl says, "Man, I'm going to open this restaurant, and we're going to." We're gonna have this great menu, and we're gonna have this. And you, you may not have the communication skills. You gotta have the communication skills, yeah, to to get one through the people that are on both sides of the fence, and like dishwashers included. Like you have to be able to, you know, say, "Hey, man, you did a good job tonight," and "Hey, man, you did a shitty job tonight." Yeah. Um, can I get a little better from you next week yeah. and not just blow up and say, Hey, you're fired. So there's a, a huge uh, walk of the line that you have to have. And I think me and Bo, we definitely had that. And by him, by him knowing how to cook too, he could, he could send somebody home. Right. He could be like, man, man, you're, you're sorry at your job today. I'm gonna come back there and work for you. And then once the kitchen sees that the front of the house owner it's a respect thing, yep, it's yep. A respect thing, yep, 
they can walk back there and do your job, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, because that's a big thing. Wait a minute. Wait that's a, a minute. big the, thing in a blue-collar atmosphere is that, yeah. that if that person in charge is trying to tell someone what to do, but that if person they, in charge has never done that person's job, they can't then do that job. person does not respect that other person. Right. Like So like that's something that's huge in, in, in any of the aspects. And you, is, yeah. yeah, and you may make, the manager may make this buku money, but if the $12 an hour guy, $15 an hour guy, knows how to do this job better than the other guy, he's still got the hand. He's still got the hand. Yep. And now the the guy that makes all the money can send them home but guess what you you don't have you can't work yeah you i'm out of employee i can't yeah. go i can't back there i can't yeah. back there and do what i need to do and so yeah. whenever bo proved another recipe or whatever no whenever bro bo, bo proved himself and says hey man i can i can do your job yeah same thing with uh with brian brian's my manager now yeah he he, he did the same thing he's like he he learned and brian is probably like and he learned, I he learned how to do shout. everything well i gotta give brian a shout out I don't know, like, I don't know, and I'm going to have to have Brian on the stand podcast, too. We're going to do that next. Yeah. I know it's going to get him out of his box, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Brian is the best bartender I've ever seen in the world, and I've been a lot of places. I've drank a lot of alcohol, <laughs> and um, he is the best bartender. He can run a bar top of 20-plus people by himself mm-hmm. easily, and I've seen it multiple times, probably more than that, 30 or 40 uh, he's, he can, he, yeah, he can easily do the bar top and wait on and wait on tables and get everyone's shit correct and make the drinks and not write anything down. Nope. And I'm it, not, not going to go over there with a book and no, no, write this down. Look, and I, I guess in this industry now, like I've been around it so much, hanging out with you guys and being around people, like yeah. when someone comes to me and starts writing on a on a piece of paper, I get nervous that my order's going to get fucked up, right? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I it's, trust the people who don't write it down yeah. better than I do the ones that yeah. do. Put it in your head. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that man right there is, like, he's a beast, man. And, you know, a funny story about him, he, um, he was kind of in the same boat. He was working for a corporate restaurant, making really good money. And when we opened our very first uh, location, you know, 2018, he said, said, man, I don't know if I'm going to make the jump. I'm, I'm living pretty good. My family's living good. Um, and then it took him uh, it took him about maybe a month of us being open. Uh, and then we're like, we're on to something. Yeah. Like, we're literally on to something. You should come over here. And um, he decided, he said, he said, man, Put in his two weeks' notice over there um, at his at his old job. He comes on, and like the first month that he's here, we weren't doing. Oh, I'm talking about because we opened in July. Yeah, we opened after July Fourth, and we opened like before August. So we're like in that the vacation that time. Vacation time. Yeah, the middle. The, the middle. They're coming to eat are actually not here right now. Yeah, the middle section. And we didn't have the the foot traffic of the yeah. casinos because we are like right here around four casinos, uh-huh. and we didn't have the foot traffic. We didn't have any of this stuff. And I think he probably was like a it was an oh shit moment. He mm-hmm. was probably like, the fuck did I do? I'm following these guys, <laughs> these clowns. Like I mean, they're, we're all friends. Yeah. But he's probably like these dudes that opened a food truck. And all of a sudden, they think they're going to be able to run a restaurant. Like, and that was him just saying. His, it was his leap of faith, yeah. I guess, is what we would say it, because he's like, man, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. They've, they've, they've opened up a, 
a freaking donut shop. <laughs> like <laughs> we we basically went from a donut shop to a to a thing on the base uh, to the big the big money maker, and now we're you know transitioning into alcohol sales. So I needed a guy like him, yeah, to be able to keep track of all the alcohol sales. I didn't know how to do the alcohol sales. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident in my, in my stuff in the kitchen. Right. And I was confident that Bo knew how to do the alcohol, you know, out front, but you got to have somebody that's in charge of pouring the alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a very, very, that's, that's, that's another, that's, that's a whole other world that's not whole, talked about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of overspin there and a lot of waste there. Oh man, you can just, you can, you can make or break your restaurant, um, on a good bartender or a bad bartender because a good bartender is going to, you know, be able to make everybody happy, Mm -hmm. um, and ring in everything that, that needs to be ring in and a poor bartender is going to over pour and they're going to give what they call the house away and, you definitely don't want that. Yeah. But you got to have the one person to be in charge of looking out for the for the house. And so Brian was a guy, so he, he joined up with us. And, um, you know, I guess history is what it is. And he's been with us ever since. Yeah. So, and went from just pouring drinks to being, um, shit, I mean, I, I basically let him be in charge of whatever. He, he, he runs the block. You know, we've we've got other managers that uh, run their run their spots. I mean, everybody everybody has their own little thing, but um, he has become a, uh, a very well. We'll put it this way: he's a business partner now. Yeah. Instead of it being just an employee, right? That makes sense. Yeah, no, that was great. Like, I, mean, I, that- I let him. I let him in on, yeah. or we, well, me and Bo let him in on a on a opportunity for him to be a partner yeah instead of just an employee yeah and that's great i mean what that yeah what that does is you give some once you give someone incentive and stake it makes them i mean it just i mean that's 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 amazing most businesses never do that they never get anyone that opportunity so giving that opportunity just speaks volume for what you guys are doing but also like i mean why don't you of course you're going to double down on your best player too yeah you know what i mean well, and I uh, and I got his uh, his wife, uh, Brittany, yeah, dude, that's and she, and she runs and she runs my uh, catering yeah. slash uh, other venue. Y'all got it's family down here, man. And like yeah. and and like, oh man, ninety nine percent of the time that never works. I don't know what what sauce y'all got or what recipe you got going on here, but ninety nine percent of the time that does not work. Where family um, is like, even though you're not family, you're friends. Even like that never works. But for some reason, y'all got it figured out down here. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah, but you still, know, there's still. I, yeah. But you're holding it together. You're doing. Of course, every business has its problems, and there's right. always some drama. But right. y'all are holding it together and doing a, like amazing things, man. Well, and I and I, I think it's to our. Yeah, it's it's to what you said earlier about family. Yeah, I mean, I, I truly think it's family. Yeah. And how many times do you get upset at your your brother for doing some dumb shit? Yeah, exactly. How many times does your um, does your sister go out and she's dating the wrong guy, and you're like, you're like why the f- you hit you? Know? And, and so, like, we we're all in that same thing, and it's uh, we believe it or not, we all bought houses and we 
we build houses next to each other too. So on, not on top of the business, you know, working together and living together, living together. Yeah, I'm talking about like you walk out of one person's house and you walk into the next person's house. Yeah, like uh, less than thirty yards away. So and that's tough. That's uh, a lot of people were going like, man, why the hell y'all? You know, you know, it's cool. But to some people, like the outsiders, are like, "Oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not going to work. Somebody's going, somebody's going to get pissed off at somebody." And you're like, you're like "Oh man, oh, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of." But it, as long as you all hash it out, and I think we've we've definitely done a good job of that. Um, it it makes it to where it like builds you stronger. Yeah, you know, like you're not just. You have uh, you have your your ups and downs, but your downs sometimes are like you needed that fucking down. It was like that made that made the ups that much better. Yeah, uh, a lot of times with family. I mean, I, I, for instance, you know, people that just say, "Oh man, I, I'm not going to talk to my brother for like." Ever seven years until he apologizes for a certain thing, and then all of a sudden he apologizes, or you know, or or maybe just time passes, and then all of a sudden it's just like man, it's all right, right back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I see some of it being on that, and yeah, it's your family. It's it's definitely family, and that's why the East Bank Mafia came up. Yeah. So they we call us the East Bank Mafia. And, and it's uh, and I truly think it was just a joke at first, joke uh, coming out of the the mouth of uh, one of our, um, you know, our friends, business partner, whatnot. He just said, "Man, we, we should be the East Bank Mafia because uh, we're all about family." And I was like, "All right, well, you know, I was like that's cheesy," but here I am, two years later, and I'm like, "Man, we are kind of family." You know, at the same time, we were just we were hauling ass. We're we're still hauling ass. Yeah, and you weren't you weren't taking you're not you're not stopping smelling the roses mm. like worrying about this status or that status nope. or whatever. No, you're just rolling. absolutely not. Yeah, we're all doing this together. Yep. Pretty much, we're doing this together. Yeah. At the, but the at, thing at is, the like, very, but here's here's the and, and it, it, you are the EBM man. Like, so at the end of the day, if one person hurts, everyone hurts, and you all feel it, and you all talk about it. I mean, you no. are family. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's no, it's just something that's very very rare. And to make it all work in one block, in one area, at business, and at home, yeah. and to all be fluent, profitable, and you're still portraying that love for everyone else, not just think, yourself. You know, it's yeah, not all out for you. I think that's what what actually makes the block work. Well, so I feel like when you come down, you know, when you go to, okay, so anyone who's listening or watching, like, you know, when you go to, you, you take your lady out, you go to fine dining, maybe you go to a nice Italian restaurant that's mm-hmm. locally owned, and the owner comes out and talks to you, and you feel like, you feel like that meal's just so, tastes so much better because they came out there and, and, and loved on you a little yep. bit. You guys provide that in every single space down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's cool. And it, uh, that is very true, and we we try to be as much, you know, uh, down here as we can. Yeah. But there is um, there's that other side that says, and we created this from ground zero. Yeah. Like I'm talking about all the nights at the strip club. I'm talking about 
uh, like working at the strip club yes. for uh, like. Not, not peanut stripping. He, no, no, no. Singing, that's, that's what I said. Boys are strippers. Yeah, yeah, we, not strip. yeah, that we, we, uh, if, if, if anybody just chimed in and saw, you have to go back and watch the whole thing. Yeah. But no, like us selling food outside of the strip club. Yeah. Us selling food uh, outside of the the casinos. Uh, you know, doing the the big fight nights at the casino. We would we would go set the food truck, and, and so yeah. and so all of that tied in together. And there's. There's got to be a burnout point, yeah. And I haven't reached it yet. Like, uh, there's well, but there's been like there's been like twice. Like, yeah. I'm just been like, all right, well, the burnout point's about it's about there, and it's good when you have like your your business partners that like fucking see it. Yeah, they're like, hey, take a break, dude. You're about there. Yep. Like your your burnout point, it's it's there, and if you don't just like step back for a little bit, then you're gonna fucking erupt yeah and so i i really think there's um there's a there's a good side of that to all of our like our family our our ebm um and sometimes that you know it may play off to the public as a as a bad look but in our in our you know immediate click that's just how we treat each other yeah you know, you uh, and you need to step back for a minute, and but we're in, we're in this ride together, so it's not like anybody's like getting like kicked out. Yeah, you're not like, hey, I'm I'm booting your ass out. It's like, man, you take a take a break. Yeah, that's a good thing though. Well, and and I'm I'm the single one out of the bunch. Yeah, so all my other. Yeah, everybody else that that's in the EBM family that just you know are are real click. They've all got kids and they've got this and that. So it's real easy to uh, for them to probably work too much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and it's important to spend some family time. And at the same time, for you know, guy like me, that's important for me just to get away a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, everyone needs their everyone needs their time, man. Like it's uh, it's something to where at some point there's when it becomes not like you, you, what you guys are doing. You're passionate about it, so when it's, mm-hmm. of course it's work, but it's not. It doesn't feel like work. But when it becomes the point to where you lose your passion for it, then there's a problem. Right. You don't ever get there. So when you start teetering on that, you're like, okay, I need some time. Yeah, and and it's important that your that your friends, that your business partners, um, know that. Yeah, they and you're like, it and they you're like, oh see man, see it ahead of time. Yep, uh, you know, it's like it's like seeing the wreck before the NASCAR, yeah. you know, crash. You're like, I, I need to get on the inside lane. You know, you get yeah. A, uh, so um, I, I I feel like we we all work so well together like that that it's not even. Like it's it's day to day. You don't you you can't put it in words of uh it's a it's a long term long term deal. We're we're basically twenty four hours to twenty four hours. Like I I mean yeah. the same it's the same way we were when when I was working, you know, the food truck every single day. You know, you try to take a nap when you can and after that Get up and you're working. Yeah, you're st- it's the same. It's the same premise. It's just you're, you're on a different pace, different location. Yeah, different, different location. And I and I really think that we've we've done a good balancing act. Um, and it's not just saying that that we're doing a good balancing act. Like yeah. I I feel it. Like we're 
we're we're on a, a level of uh, that I think that the the outside when you when you look at it from the outside, it's it's that way on the inside too. Yeah. I, if you if you understand that, like I'm, I did, I feel like if if you're just the person that comes in and eats lunch with me on a Tuesday, and I'm over there at the bar and I'm shaking your hand, and you're from Milwaukee and you're going to Florida, yeah, and I shake your hand, like it, I mean it just the same as me shaking your hand when we first started the interview, right? Yeah. So like it's. Uh, you know, maybe transparent. I guess is is what it is. Not uh, uh, Bo does it the same way. Brian does it the same yeah. way. Brian's wife, uh, Bo's wife. Um, we all are that same way to everybody that comes down here to the East Bank. Um, uh, Doug, Doug, and his wife. They they are like really getting involved uh, in everything that we're doing, and. I think that that's that's what makes it the mafia. Yeah, man. yeah. that's what oh, makes yeah. it. I mean, it's there, dude. It's there <laughs> makes, makes it makes it the mafia, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you're a part of it too. Hey man, I'm I'm, I'm just tiptoeing into I, this. I wish it I wish it wore a, a East Bay. Mafia I need a shirt, new man. I need a new T-shirt. I might get yeah. one. Uh, let me get one of these Coors Light. We're gonna round this thing out. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drink. I hate beer, so I'm drinking one of these for you. As we you don't finish have this to, thing. I mean, no, I want to. I okay. want to, man. All right, all I want right. to. Are we on? Are we on shots in the thirty yet? How much time we got left? <laughs> All right, we're going to make it to Shots on the 30, and I'm gonna, we're going to finish this thing out and, yeah. and have a few more things. I'm going to go ahead and start pouring this, but we're going to do it, man. i, I got to work out in an hour, too. My, my wife's going to be laughing her ass off at me. I told her, I said, hey, I'm going to drink a little bit, and, and she's writing the workout for tonight for our gym. And I said, oh, shit, well, uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> That's going to be the one thing that I'm not going to be doing in an hour. How many beers you got? Working on. Um, I probably got about... Probably about maybe nine left out of my um, out of my my case, and so yeah, I I do a little beer drinking from time yeah. to time. Need one? I, uh, Josh yeah. needs one too, man. We neglected him on the shots on the thirty, man. Oh man, I, I, I forgot a shot glass. <laughs> I feel like shots, <laughs> I feel like that's that's my bad. Yeah. Hey, cheers, cheers. You do. <laughs> Oh, which uh, which is funny. He uh, does a lot of video footage, and every time he sees me, he says, "Let's chug a beer." <laughs> and I'm like, and "I'm like, yeah, we'll do it." Hell yeah! I'm a, uh, I'm I'm that guy. Like uh, you know, matter of fact, if anybody watching out here uh, wants to wants to just step into our uh, you know restaurant reality. Uh, series that I almost have. We, we are kind of like a reality show. Oh, you'd be a great reality show if there was a reality. But show. if we shoot it, we got to shoot it here locally. We're not going to let some some major broadcasting no, 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 company no, no, come no. in here and shoot it. We're going to shoot yeah. it here locally and yeah. air it locally. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be kind of our our little thing. Hell yeah, man! East Bank Mafia Live or something yeah. like that. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's always interesting, man. It's always I'm, interesting around here. But what what you guys have is um, and I don't keep saying this shit and it's corny, but wait, shots on the thirty, right? Is it thirty? Our timer's not there. Let's go. I feel like I'm back in 2020. Peanut. There you go. Let's do it. Son of Cheers. A bitch. Oh, I'm going to pay for that in an hour. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> <sighs> and we got farmer's carry to, too, man. I don't even know. I can't remember the weight. I think it was 50 pound dumbbell. Farmer's carry. And then Ooh. a bunch of jump ropes. Yeah. I might projectile vomit, but it'll be worth it. 
Because you got the interview. If it was just some random person I was hanging out with, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I would not. Hey, but hey, drink to that. You, sir. (laughs) Silver bullets. So, before we wrap up, um, scariest moment in your life when it comes to this business? Um,. Other than COVID, because we've already we've already covered right. that. Because that. that was that was absolutely the most frightening thing yeah. that you can you can ever have. Um, I would say scariest is when um, Bo was driving the food truck on our shitty ass roads in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and he lost the trailer off of the back of the hitch going over a bridge. And he like gets to the side of the road and the food truck like jumped the guardrail and like landed cockeyed. It's full of food too, by the way. Yeah. Like it landed cockeyed. Of course you're not headed home, you're headed somewhere. Yeah, we're headed somewhere. Shit. And we had let some sixteen year old uh that was like kinda helping us out. Yeah. Um we let him Put the trailer on the hitch, and he locked the ball before it actually like yeah, got, got on, on the ball. There, yeah. And so, not only did it almost wreck the food truck like <laughs> completely, which was I mean would have been toast. Yeah, um, but it almost killed Bo because like if you've ever been a part of. Um, a trailer that's about to jump off the side of the highway, like when that ball starts popping, um, your truck starts. Yeah, you're start, moving the whole truck. <laughs> yeah, around, it starts yeah. moving. So uh, hell, he almost rolled the damn truck, and the food truck almost got just impaled by the um, guardrail. And so I would say scariest moment is when he called me and he's like. You know how when like your girlfriend gets an accident or your kid gets an accident yeah. and they call and like the their voice is like cracking? Yeah. Like they're like, Oh my god, scared for their life. Yeah, that's what that was Bo. And he called me and he was like he was like, I almost fucking died. And I was like, um, explain. And he's like, I can't. Like he's just like shaking. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So uh that was like a almost lost, almost lost a business partner and the business all in one wreck on the highway, yeah. like and because <laughs> I mean, once the, you know, obviously, I wouldn't be where I was with without Bo, but I wouldn't be where I was without the, without trailer too. Yeah. So <laughs> I need I needed the coke need trailer. I, I need I need I need I need my buddy. I need the coke trailer, and uh, almost lost it both on the side of the highway. On a Saturday morning, going to a crawfish bowl, we were headed to uh, we were headed to bowl about um, five thousand pounds of crawfish and about um, about seven hundred pounds of shrimp. Yeah, and he was headed there first, and I was I was coming behind him with all the paper goods, the stuff that you would yeah need to serve it with, and. Um, that's when I got that call. And uh, a buddy of ours um, who actually had, he he kind of does some things like with, um, his name's, uh, name's Benji White. Shout out to Benji White right here. He he has like some um, uh, 
car trailers and stuff. Like they they run they run some like dirt track yeah. stuff. Okay, he was able to take some of his uh, equipment out there, jack it up on the side of I twenty. Like I mean, this thing is jackknifed into the side of a bank embedment, and jack it up and pull it over onto one of the trailers to get the ball hitch on the trailer, pull it out a little bit, get it hooked back up on the truck, um, a different truck. We had to pull a different truck because the the ball had actually like like just disintegrated by the yeah. way it was getting smashed. Yeah. And so different truck, and we got to our event. We got to our event right on time, and we served our served our five thousand pounds of crawfish and our shrimp, and uh, and rocked it. But like the people didn't know. Yeah, like, you don't tell nobody that. No, no. The, the people, the people that are the people that were there at the event um, didn't know. Like that shit almost didn't happen. Like it was uh, literally that close to. Uh, it was that close to a catastrophe on the highway. Well, so that that would be my scariest. My, yeah, that'd be my scariest because um, that would have that would have done that would have done us. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the lastly, best moment so far in this industry. One you can't forget that comes to your mind all the time. All right, so we opened. This whole block, like I said, back in 2018. Yeah. And then we just started steadily putting new things in. Um, and then we had, you know, by the time uh, 2022 rolled around, um, we were doing an event for you. And we were doing party gras. Yeah. And we had sold, let's just say... 1,500 tickets. Yeah. All right. So I got 1,500 tickets sold. I've got a event center that's not even done yet. Yeah. I'm talking about like they're, the concrete's poured, the columns are up, like, but we're not ready. We're not ready for the the party gras. <laughs> Everything comes together. We had beautiful weather for like three days in a row. Um, if it had just if it had rained one time, we'd have been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but it all it all comes together, and we had the the biggest party. Yeah. For Mardi Gras, that I think that North Louisiana. I mean, I know y'all y'all have done some good ones. Not, and, that wasn't this big. Never. This is the biggest one ever. Biggest one yeah. ever. Yeah. All right. So biggest one. But before this one, the best one we had was like six hundred people. Six hundred. Yeah. All right. So we doubled. We doubled that. Yeah. And. By the way, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. I wasn't trying to plug me. I didn't think you were going to say that one. No, no. I thought you were going to say something else, but that's awesome. That's no, awesome because it, it 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 tied my entire block together. Yeah. Like I mean, I've I've had a lot of like really great moments. There was uh, you know from you know just some some high moments, but like that one that we finished the project. Y'all were, y'all and then were we, and then we had and then we had your yeah we had your bands that you you had already paid for. Yeah. You know, Myler Ringwalds and uh, Chewies. They 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 needed a place to stay to change up. So, you know, we we had them over at the, the chef's table and like oh, the whole thing. Just like the night was fucking perfect. Yeah. Like, and um, and we were we were so not knowing what the hell we were doing. Yeah. One we one we didn't know if the stage was going to be ready. 
Two, we didn't know how we were going to fit all these people in the back. And three, I didn't know how we were going to feed them all and make them all drink and have a good time. See, I'm just because not it, hearing about all this. No, no. No, but no. We, we, we told because we were, No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm we, joking. We, we, told, were, we told you we no, were good we to were go. in the works. We were in the works, but yeah. now I'm just now hearing the anxiety of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear all this from you. No, I heard it from Bo. <laughs> but I didn't know you was nervous about it too. No, yeah. But we, I feel no. I feel like it was a, an amazing. It was amazing collaboration and it all worked out. But holy shit, we were all scared. We were, and and we we knew that if we didn't pull it off this year, that it was going like we would never get that business from uh, you guys next year. Like yeah. I mean, like I mean, it, and it's not just you being a friend. It's just like all right, well, man, they they couldn't pull it off. Um, so we, we knew what we needed to do and we pulled it off and we pulled it off with like literally it's, you know, when you talk about shoestrings, like we, we did it, we, we laced it up and just did it that day. Worked. And we had one of the most amazing, um, uh, if we had done it the week before it was going to be snowing, I think here yep. in, um, in, yep. in Shreveport, Bossier, it, it, it was going to be, out to be like 60 degrees that day. Turned out to be 60 degrees. Week before that it was 20. Yeah. Week, before week that, after that it was raining. Yeah. And so we found <laughs> it right in the middle. Yep. And, you know, that was our biggest thing, man. We, we had you guys, uh, that, uh, basically broke in our stage. Yeah. And our stage is like the biggest part of the business because it ties it all together. And so it, it tied every every business that we have out here was tied into that one moment. Yeah. And so when I sat back uh, probably about 9.30 at night and I knew everything had been done, it was one of the, one of the coolest moments that I just like, you know what? Damn, we we did that, and it yeah, was yeah. it was not just not just us. I mean, we had to do it between the block. I mean, that was it was everybody. That was Bayou X. That was Bayou X having enough. It was yeah. Piro yeah. having enough bartenders. Yeah. It was everybody having yeah, a bartender. Everyone. And it was, I mean, all shout out. Yeah, I mean, you bring that up. Shout out to all my my partners, my employees, like your your guys, your employees, like everything, dude. It it, it couldn't have went any better. And I was nervous because you guys were nervous. You know what I mean? But like yeah. at the end of the day, we've done this. We've all done this before. We've all catered. We've all yeah. put music on. But like bringing it to something that's brand new is scary as shit. And something you not didn't know. You know, like and like once we once got over that. Perfect, once we got over that hump. I, now you are flowing every weekend. In this space. I know. I was <laughs> I was not nervous at all. Like we had, um, you know, some some big acts. I mean, yeah. I got I got Tab Benoit coming up. Dude, uh, I'm so excited! Freaking, I'm so excited! We're we gonna be here Friday. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited about he's that. He's coming up this week. Uh, man, I've I've had everybody from like Stone in the Rue to you know some some uh, big name uh, uh, tribute bands and stuff. Like they're they're all awesome. And so like this has become a cool spot. But it, if I if we had fucked up the first night, yeah, I think there would have been. I mean, we we still would have like done some things, but by us to be able to post footage of how cool the first party was, yeah, which is with you guys, that was it, man. Uh, I mean, literally, it it. The only thing that I would have done different is had a big firework show. Like we we do these cool firework shows, like that are right in our backyard. Yeah. Um, I've got like a, a nice cool yard that we can shoot 
bunch of fireworks off. If we did a fireworks show after y'all's event, man, that would have just topped it all the way next off. Next year. Next, next year. Let's next do it. Next year we'll do it. Well, look. Yeah. We're almost at two hours, bro. I talked for two hours? You talked for two hours, and you was <sighs> nervous about it. I was. No, I, 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 was. I was. I was nervous about you getting was up. You making me nervous. Shit. Man, I was. Hey. I, all right. Let's wrap it up. Let's, Let's wrap, wrap it up. up. Uh, cheers to you, sir, and cheers yes, to everything sir. you guys are doing. And thank Man. you so much for the opportunity of being here. Yeah, and thanks for coming on, bro. And I appreciate it. I think uh, we we got you enough content to oh, uh, good, bro. Probably gonna roll the whole thing, just Let's like the whole right, footage. We're gonna, we're gonna roll it. I'm not editing anything, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Appreciate you, bro. Do it.